0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Farm D Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in Farm D Nation to episode number 56 of the Farm D Money Podcast. My name is Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. If, if I don't say it enough, I want to say it again, and that is thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, I, I love to express gratitude, and I am deeply humbled that you spend time listening to this podcast, and I just want to start out by saying thank you to everybody for listening, and I hope I'm able to provide valuable financial content that you're able to use in your life to better your financial situation. So just wanted to lead off the show with that. And the rest of the podcast episode today, I want to talk about the difference between investment return versus investor return. It happens often where when people determine what investment account they want to put their money into, they usually make their decisions solely based on historic data, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but everybody knows historic results don't equal future results. And... There is a lot that goes into picking out investments, specifically if you're putting together your, into your own portfolio, and historical measures should not be the only thing that somebody looks at, but for people who don't have the time or the know-how to really construct a real investment portfolio, it can be really, really tough because there's so much information out there, and most of it is foreign to a lot of people, so they rely on that historical evidence and use that as the barometer to determine which investments they will and will not use inside their investment portfolio. And I see this happening more and more often in retirement accounts, like 401ks, where you have your employer 401k plan, for example, and they give you the rundown of like the 66, 67, 68 investment options that you can choose from. And they even give you access to your own online portal. And what happens is, again, these employees who are taking advantage of these 401k plans aren't investment experts. Most likely, people listening to this podcast are not investment experts. I wouldn't even consider myself an investment expert. So you have these employees who are tasked with picking out their own investments, and a lot of the times it's a combination of you know mutual funds or ETFs, and then Those investments that they pick, again, not being investment experts, are the investments that are going to be the make or break of them being able to achieve their future retirement goals or not. And think about that. It happens in a matter of like 5 to 10 minutes when they set up their 401k or whenever they do their annual review. And the main metric, like we talked about, is historical performance. So a lot of the times when they give you the list of the 66, 67, 70, 80, 20—I don't know—it depends on which plan you're in, how many investment options you have. Regardless, they give you the statistic of what that investment's usually done over the last year, last five years, and last ten years. And a lot of people will go, "Okay, well, these two investments look similar. They're 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 titled kind of alike, but this investment over the last five years is." done 33% more in returns than this other investment. Well, it must be a no-brainer that I'm going to pick this other investment and use this inside my 401k. And although, again, it's not the worst model in the world, it doesn't necessarily tell the entire truth. And that reason alone is a large reason why investors underperform actual investment returns over a long period of time. Because they think that Over that five-year period, this investment is going to return 30%. And the first year owning it inside their 401k, it does like four. And they go, well, this is a dud. I'm going to look at other investments who have returned even better. And they switch around. And they don't give specific investments enough time to actually reproduce results of the past. And given enough time, a a lot of those investments ultimately do. And it turns some of those investors into speculators, where they start moving their investments around far too often, and it turns into more speculation than it does investing, and their returns ultimately are much lower than the actual returns received by those specific investments if they were held for the same amount of time. And again, maybe a more clear version is outside of a 401k plan, there's a lot of people who invest on their own in regular taxable accounts, and There are a lot of people who like the idea of being a passive investor. And being a passive investor means picking out investments that you want to own for a long period of time. And those investments usually have lower costs to them because there's not a lot of trading involved. And you own those investments over a long period of time and usually those investments follow some sort of market like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ or something like that. And you know based off of your research that those passive investments usually outperform over a long enough period, more actively managed investments. And so like a good investor you are, you put your money in those passive investments and all of a sudden a little time goes by and it's not producing the type of return that you want. So you switch from one to another and a little more time goes by and you go, well, it's still making me money, but not as much as I think it could. So you go to another passive investment. And what ends up happening is you become an active manager through passive investments in your own account. And like the research told you before, any sort of active management over the long term is usually going to underperform those passive investments. And that's why you can go back to the S&P 500 and go over the last two years, it did X in rate of return. We'll just say 25% and I only got 12% on my money. I invested in practically the exact same thing. And the difference between that 25 and 12% is the difference between an investment rate of return and an investor rate of return. And that all comes back to you trying to actively manage those investments through passive investment vehicles. But as you hop from one investment to another, regardless of if they're both passive investment vehicles, you are not giving yourself the opportunity to create the same type of returns for yourself. As those original investments did like the S&P 500. So moral of the story when it comes to the difference between investment returns and investor returns are investment returns are there because investments don't change. Their returns are what they are able to achieve over a specific period of time where investors could get those same exact returns if they were patient enough with their money and didn't move it around. But the two biggest instances where people invest, which are in their, in their 401ks and in taxable accounts, it makes it very, very easy for them to be able to hop around and pick and choose and discard certain investments for others trying to get a higher rate of return. And that right there is the number one reason why they aren't getting the same type of returns from a percentage standpoint as the actual investments they find themselves investing in. So just know that there is a big difference between investment returns and investor returns and most likely it's because a lot of the investors, investors, even though they want to be passive investors, are actively managing their own accounts while using passive investments so they think that they're passively investing and they don't understand why they're not getting the same type of returns as other passive investments out there like the S&P 500 and it all comes down to behavior and their ability to not be able to keep their money in one place long enough to collect those outsized returns because they're hopping around moving their money from one investment vehicle to the other so just keep that in mind if you are finding yourself investing for your own future whether that's in a taxable account or a 401k just understand the more hands-off you can be once you create a portfolio for yourself that feels really good specifically if it's in some sort of passive investment allocation the less you do with that money, the more hands off you can be. Whether it's during good or bad times, the better off your long term performance will actually end up being, most likely. If you'd like to learn more about myself, the podcast, or FarmD Financial Planning, feel free to visit the firm's website, farmdfp.com. Until next time, FarmD Nation, happy planning. Farm D Money podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.